Fournier. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. bracket doing this morning huh one full day of the ncaa men's basketball tournament and people are are drinking pepto bismol and or something a little bit stronger because it was a rough day for your bracket pool for sure as multiple upsets happened on day number one we had some thrilling games a lot of tight games Yesterday, from start to finish, even had some overtime action. But the big stunner of the day, of course, was St. Peter's, the Peacocks, the number 15 seed, taking down national championship contender and a team that majority of the folks had slotted in for their final four on their bracket, the Kentucky Wildcats. 15-2 upset. It is rare, but... It does happen, and it happened yesterday in overtime, nonetheless, as John Calipari's title contender gets knocked out knocked out of the tournament on day one. Good morning. Welcome to RP3 and Company. As we're broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club for the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open this week. This is our final day out here, and we're going to finish it strong today. We, whew. We're going to finish strong. I got the producer extraordinaire back in the studio, Miss Hannah Five Names. Hannah, how's that bracket of yours? You are the bracketologist for RP3 and company. So how did your bracket fare after day one? Um, so <laughs> I was supposed to actually pick all these teams. <laughs> So, how's the bracket? Um, non-existent because um. You I, did do the bracket. You printed them off the brackets, and you didn't so, fill out a bracket. So I printed them out so that we would have updated scores. That's what I did. That's what I printed out brackets for. All five names. So I could keep up with everybody else. Five names. Five because names. Because I know I don't know how to pick stuff. So. You. <laughs> I just decide whenever you say, "Hey, what team you to pick," and then I'll tell you an answer. Did I mm-hmm. pick up no. Mm-hmm. I I'll go and I'll make a whole ran, random one now. If you like me to, I can do that. Well, no, you already missed the first <laughs> day. You cheater! That doesn't count. What's didn't even fill out the bracket? No, that's all you want me to say. You want me to do that? Uh, I just it's a went tradition. And, you, oh. do oh. you do it. You do it. So you do sorry. it. <laughs> sorry. I don't know if I accept your apology. I just don't know if I want to accept this apology of yours. Can't believe you didn't fill out a bracket. Can't believe it. I want to be too. 
you not know not to fill out a bracket? I just had it so that we know what the games were and who Mm-mm. won and lost. That's my. I was that was my Mm-mm. job. No bueno. Other to the men to pick out brackets no bueno. that blew up my phone last night because they were constantly going back and forth of who's gonna win the next games and who lost what games, and I was about to turn my phone off. Oh, I'm sorry that the NCAA men's tournament is such an inconvenience for you, producer extraordinaire. You know, I was trying to celebrate yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was a good day. Can we go back to yesterday now? <laughs> the day that you didn't fill out your bracket? Is no. that what you want to go back to? No. Is that what you're saying? No. It was a good day yesterday. Was it? Oh, yeah. yeah something else happened yesterday. Something else. Oh, you want to bring some? Oh, oh, you want me to talk about what else happened yesterday? Okay. I mean, it would be appreciated. I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Even though she uh, refuses to take part in office pools and filling out brackets, the young woman there in the game studios uh, is a hard worker, great work ethic, great attitude, and she received something yesterday that we need to make sure to shout her out for because yesterday our very own producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, was given the award by the LAB for Radio Student Broadcaster of the Year. Shout out to you, five names. Congratulations. Thanks. Now I officially own the title, Producer Extraordinaire. Oh, that's what it takes. I did tell James that. That's what it takes. I guess I really am the Producer Extraordinaire, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it was was not only epic because, um, yeah, I definitely was looking at Johnette when you texted her to say, Hey, Hannah doesn't know she won. Don't tell her. As Jeanette then decided to go and tell Shanae, <laughs> trying to whisper in a car of only four people, Hey, Hannah doesn't know, so don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> but I still went up there with my hands shaking, my eyes watering a little bit, and my professor, who basically was my biggest critic all semester of graduation, of, you know, college. And the person that I had, like, my role model and news and stuff were both there in presence. So that was a great time. Let's give it up. Let's give it up for five names. Congratulations, girl. Thanks. Congratulations. I got a new head scratch for my cat now. She loves the microphone head. She just sits there and rubs her head on it for, like, five minutes straight yesterday. Well, I'm sure I'm, 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 gl- I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we took care of the, the your feline at the house. Yeah. I'm really I'm really excited uh, about about that. <laughs> I think it's heavy, man. Of it. it is really heavy. Yes, it is. It is very heavy. And uh, three years in a row, keeping the streak yeah. continuing. Three P, unlike LeBron James. Oh, wow. 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 Throwing shade at LeBron. Yes. Yeah. Third year in a row that our station has been blessed to have the radio student broadcaster of the year following Louis Prejean, Troy Brashear Jr., and now Hannah Five Names. So congratulations, girl. Thank you. I'm still going to give you grief about not filling out a bracket, though, just to let I'm you know. I'm telling you what we're cake. I was saying, <laughs> Miguez and Mesh, they went and did it all together. You decided <laughs> to do all this golf discussion and stuff because you're like, at a golf tournament or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
that we didn't do one. We're supposed to, we're supposed to do that, and we never did. So you, how was I to know that you weren't going to do one when you said, <laughs> "Well, I was filling. I printed them out. I was like, well, can you bring me a copy because I forgot to print one out at the office." And I'm thinking, well, you, you said I printed out a women a, a women's bracket and a men's bracket. And I was like, wow, she's gonna pick the bracket in and no, the, yeah. uh, Hannah's this. Hold on, I have it right here. Let me see. Let me see if I have Hannah's bracket. I do believe it's right here. Hold on. So. If you you're watching this on the there. simulcast, shout out to you waking up early to do that. We appreciate you. <laughs> here it is. Here it is. Yeah, here's a blank bracket. This is going to be – I'm going to write Hannah five names off the top oh, of this bracket. Gosh. This is blank. Again, you did blank. not tell – There was no – I was unbeknownst that I had to go to fill out the brackets. I just printed them out <laughs> because I want to make sure that we kept up. And uh -huh. we had all the uh -huh. scores, so. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. I see. I see. You, you could have just said, you know, because I have so much integrity in regards of my position as the bracketologist of RP3 and company that I don't think it would uh, behoove me and behoove the station if I filled out my own brackets because then it would take away, it would cause a distraction. And the integrity of the process. See, you could have went that way. Well, no, no, sure. you were just like, I didn't know that I should I, fill yeah, one I did, out. I really didn't know. Like, like, honest to truth, I didn't know <laughs> I, anyone I, wanted me to. I printed them out because I was like trying to make sure I kept up because, uh, well, I don't have cable. Like so a billion listening. dollars. There's more bets on the NCAA men's tournament than there is the Super Bowl, by the way. Well, it dwarfs great it. for the sports it, it betting it. industry. So next year, five names. If you're out. still here, or if I haven't found a new producer extraordinaire radio student <laughs> broadcaster of the year to, to 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 develop and train, if you're still here, you fill out a bracket. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that bracket that five names decided not to fill out. I'm done so, with that already. <laughs> I, look. Some of the teams got a scare put in them. Gonzaga struggled early on with Sunbelt Conference champion Georgia State. Uh, Georgia State even led in the first half. The Zags, though, you know, shook, you know, dusted off the rust, so to speak, and in the second half pulled away. So they got their win. Memphis, that's an 8-9 matchup. A lot of people were picking Boise State, including our very own James Mesh, to win that matchup. They did not. Memphis won that matchup. 5-12 upset. One of the trendier ones that people were talking about was the New Mexico State over UConn. I do believe it finished last in our poll question of the day yesterday. <laughs> it took place, though. New Mexico State, I do believe they're the Lobos. They took down the UConn Huskies last night. So that was one of your first upsets, a 5-12 upset. Arkansas had all it could handle from Vermont. The team from the state that makes maple syrup was given Pig Suey everything it could handle and more, but Razorbacks survive in advance, and that's going to set up Arkansas versus New Mexico State in the round, uh, second round or the round of 32, and Gonzaga versus Memphis. That Gonzaga-Memphis game should be really good. Going further down, Baylor, the top seed in the East region. They easily, well, I guess not easily, but they... Had their hands full a little bit early on as well, but they were able to pull through and win convincingly 85-49 to as they took down poor Norfolk State. 
Marquette, North Carolina. That's the 8-9 matchup. I actually thought Marquette would have gotten hot from three and would have beat North Carolina because I'm just not a huge fan of this Tar Heels team. But, man, UNC destroyed Marquette. That was one of the few lopsided contests. 95-63, we had a couple of those in the East region. UCLA, they had their moments where they struggled a little bit in their game as well in that same region, but they were able to pull out a 57-53 win over Akron. That was a 4-13 matchup. For a little while, you're like, oh, there's another one. It's something you got to watch out. You watch out. Everyone so focuses on the 5-12s. The 4-13s can happen too. UCLA survives a scare from Akron as they move on there in the East region as well. And, of course, also in the East region, Indiana, which was a trendy pick. You heard our bracketologist. She gave you that pick yesterday. She liked the Hoosiers to take down St. Mary's. St. Mary's said they were insulted and then went out there and improperly embarrassed Indiana 82-53. to Like, just smacked them around and said, ah, not, no, 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 there'll, there'll be none of this today. No, 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 no. Murray State wins a good game against San Francisco. That has to go to overtime. That was, we had a couple of overtime games yesterday for the first full day of the NCAA tournament. But the big stunner on that side of the bracket. So you have not, you have one 5 12 upset on that side of the bracket, a couple of scares, but Kentucky. Final four in the majority of people's brackets, a national championship contender. And they lose to the Peacocks. St. Peter's had never won an NCAA tournament game in its history. Until yesterday, last night. And they took down the bluest of all blue bloods. The Kentucky Wildcats. The two seed. A team many felt could win the national title. A team that a certain big, bald, and beautiful host had in his final four. It's right here. Right there. there, see, see, there it is, right there, right there, oh, there it is, and now it's got a big X on it, because I missed that, X, X, X. Bracket busted for many folks, I still have three of my four Final Four teams, and I still have my national championship matchup after day one, which is saying something, I missed out on the UConn upset, that 5-12 upset, I did not pick that 5-12 upset. I picked UConn to win, so I missed that game. I also picked Marquette to beat North Carolina. I missed that. I did pick Indiana to beat St. Mary's because I liked how they played in the Big Ten tournament. I was wrong, and I'm sorry, St. Mary's, for insulting you. And, of course, I picked Kentucky. So that side of the bracket, not doing great. Not doing great. The other side of the bracket, your South and Midwest regions, Michigan, it's considered an upset because they were the 11 seed over – Colorado State, but a lot of people didn't thought that was seeded wrong. And Michigan advances. Tennessee defeats Longwood. They advance. So you got Michigan, Tennessee in the round of 32. That should be a good game. Kansas takes care of poor Texas Southern. Crichton, San Diego State. That was a late game and a thriller at that as well because that needed extra time additionally 
just like a couple of the other overtime games. Let me pull that up right here. Give me one second. There it is. Yes. Overtime. It was one of the last games. 72-69. Crichton over San Diego State. That's a 9-8 game. The 9-seed wins. I actually picked Crichton on that, so I was feeling good. And the other big 5-12 upset of the day was a game that I actually picked correctly. Richmond over Iowa. Some controversy there. <clears throat> Some bad calls that went against Iowa should have been foul calls. The refs decided to let the team, the kids play. And Iowa once again flames out in the NCAA tournament. They were a final or trendy final four team as well. And they're knocked out early in the tournament yet again. That's been becoming a tradition for the Hawkeyes as the Spiders of Richmond, which have a tradition of doing this. They famously were the first 15 seed to beat a two seed back in the day when they took down Syracuse. So the Spiders have some history, and they have some tournament history. Richmond versus Providence is going to be a round of 32 game. And uh, so, yeah, two 5-12 upsets, multiple overtime games, and a national title contender falls to a team that had never won an NCAA tournament game ever. And that was just day one of the NCAA tournament. Brackets busted, but when you lose some of those big guys like that, some of the, the marquee teams, like a Kentucky, like an Iowa, that makes it still everyone's game, unless you had one of those teams winning the national title. So if you still got Gonzaga, if you still have Arkansas or Texas Tech or Arizona or Auburn, you're still in good shape. Or Baylor. That path for Baylor just got a lot easier. And that path for Purdue got a lot easier too. Watch out for Purdue coming out of the East now as well. And Baylor, who is your defending national champ, well, they just have a far clearer path to get back to the championship round and get back to the Final Four. So, what a day for the NCAA tournament. What a day for Hannah. Five names. Once again, shout out to her. Radio student broadcaster of the year. I would tell you to take a bow, but you're in the studio, so you can just lie to me and say that you're taking one. Yep. Boom, did it. <laughs> Boom, did it. Did you I didn't have enough time to do it. Yes. Boom, did it, she says. Boom, did it. I want to take a moment here to thank our sponsors for helping make this whole week possible as we're broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club. Tibbs Trailers. You're thinking trailers? Think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection from than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Dusan. Rope, soap, and dope. Acadiana's workplace authority for over 20 years. Offer supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. Find them online at ropesoapanddope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant. You're always welcome to light it up at the Cigar Merchant. They are Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located right there in the oil center. And Golf Connection USA. You can find them at golfconnectionlouisiana.com. That tailor-made stealth driver we've discussed, it's there as well as a large variety of golf bags and shoes. They're located at 2009 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. We got to take a timeout. We're just getting started here. 
It's RP3 and Company on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. P3 and Company, we talk about the sports you know and love. Baseball, football, basketball, and soccer. Isn't this great, man? I love soccer. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Okay, maybe not soccer, but we'll try to do our best. Back to more knowledgeable sports talk with RP3 and Company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here in Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you are a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year, and there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service, and to promote public safety, Louisiana 811 and the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Remind you, call 811 and know what's below before you dig. That little rejoin that we had coming back, five names. It's about soccer. Yep. What I am to soccer, you are to the NCAA bracket. Is that fair? Sure. I am just trying to have fun this morning. I'm proud of you. You won an award, and you're just being just, just. You're making fun of me. Oh. Buzz Killington on line one. Wow. <laughs> and I'm just saying, okay, I have to say this now. <laughs> no, it's about the bracket, but about the award. The yes. best part. All right, there's two best parts. Okay. Is not only getting a crumble cookie, which is amazing. Shout never out been. to Johnette for that. Right. Fantastic person. I've never it's had a great a, time. this crumble cookie you speak of. What, is yes. It, 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 okay. It's a huge cookie that's really sweet that even I, who love sweets, I can only eat like two bites of the cookie and I'm done for like a minute because it's so sweet. You didn't throw the cookie away, did oh, you? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh my God. I have almost I have like a half of two different halves of a Lucky Charms one, which is amazing, and I have another one that's like a gold coin, it's basically sugar cookie with like whatever. But anyways, besides that, is that having our sound of the radio because we were definitely listening back and forth between all the stations we have here on Delta Media, turning it all the way down so we can turn my phone all the way up as I literally get goosebumps. And 
my eyes water as little Miss HP1 sends me a little message. Telling she was so proud. She was so congratulating me and so proud of me for my award. And everybody in the car knows Hattie, so we're all like, <laughs> I got a good kid, man. I got a good kid. Yep. It's Mr. RP3. <laughs> HP1. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. She's uh, she's something else. But, no, seriously, congratulations. And I'm glad you didn't throw the cookie away because uh, you and your reward were about to be pink-slipped if you told me that you threw away a oh, ginormous no. cookie. There would have, have been none of that. That would have been I tolerated. I will probably um, – you might have to use your cheat day uh, with me and let me bring the cookie. You can have some of it. <laughs> Crumble cookie. The place is called Crumble Cookie. Yeah, so the place on like on the sign it says Crumble with no E, no E at the end. Ooh. But they're called it's, it's Crumble's cookies. So they have six different flavors that they rotate like every week. Oh, nice. With only nice. one being the same, this you know the original chocolate chip cookie. Like everyone loves the chocolate chip cookie. No, oh, I mean who doesn't? Right. There so that's go. the only one that's like stays. Everything else all rotates. So we were all like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well. Congratulations on the award and the crumble cookie. It's coming to Lafayette, by the way. Oh, even better news. Now you're now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Quickly, while we have a few minutes before we bring on our first guest, and that'll be happening after the timeout, the latest on Deshaun Watson. We have no news. That's the latest news. <laughs> that 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 this this keeps dragging out. We do know that the Falcons have pushed the deadline for the roster bonus for Matt Ryan to Tuesday. So that would be an indicator that they're expecting some type of decision to be made within the next few days. The Saints are not really doing much either, right? They haven't made a move on Jameis Winston, who has been reported, has been interviewed, and I do believe has been offered by the Indianapolis Colts. So you're playing a little game here. If you're the Saints, because if you think that you're banking and you're all in to get Deshaun Watson, the Pro Bowl quarterback from the Houston Texans, who was not charged by a grand jury and who did not play at all last season, and reportedly you're going to have to give up three first-rounders, at least one second, maybe two seconds, and possibly a starting offensive lineman. What if he doesn't come? Like, that... If you're Atlanta, you have a bit of an advantage here because if you're the Falcons, you still got Matt Ryan under contract. You got a guy that can play quarterback for you if you flame out and miss out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. The Saints don't have that. They don't have that. So what if you keep messing around and you don't get Deshaun Watson and Jameis is like, I'm out, I'm going to Indy. Now you don't have a quarterback at all. That's the gamble you take here. That's the gamble you take. The guy that's been in your system for two years, that you're really high on, that you like, you could get him very cheap. Let's be fair. Winston's not going to command a ton of money because he's coming off the, the injury. You could get him cheaply, right? He already knows your system, right? You're going to, hey, 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 Jameis, just uh, lick your fingers and, and stay over there. And when we're ready for you, we'll call on you. But Winston has other suitors. And if you miss out on Deshaun, then you're going to be like the Carolina Panthers. You don't have a damn quarterback on the roster. Ian Book is not a quarterback in the NFL. So that's the only thing. If you're the Saints now, 
you better pull the trigger. You better be able to pull this off. Because if you don't, you're in danger of not even getting Jameis Winston there. And you're going to have to throw out Taysom Hill as your starting quarterback and draft a guy. That's where we stand now with the Deshaun Watson situation. It's down to the Saints and the Dirty Birds. That's who it's down to. Everyone else has been told. Cleveland Browns have been told. They're no longer in it. Carolina Panthers have been told. They're no longer in it. Woo! There is other NFL news to get to. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, apparently the star Pro Bowl wide receiver, number one favorite target of Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers, turned down more money and instead opted to be traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. Let that wash over you for a minute. Devontae Adams is leaving money on the table, one. Two, is deciding not to play with Aaron Rodgers anymore and go play with his college teammate Derek Carr. They both went to Fresno State and go play for the Raiders. Less money, and he's choosing Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. If I'm a Packers fan, I'm a little concerned. Yeah, they get picks. They get a first. They get a second this year. That's great. They have like five picks in the first 40. If you're Green Bay, that's great. But your aging quarterback, who's he going to throw to? Where are the weapons? And the Packers keep flaming out in the playoffs. So now Rodgers' number one target is gone. You just signed him to this massive $200 million deal. How are you going to build a team around him? You're going you're gonna to put a bunch of rookies around him now? It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. I get it. Devontae wants to go up. He grew, and purportedly he grew up a Raiders fan. He grew up there in the Bay. He's friends with Derek Carr. They were teammates at Fresno State. They played together. Boom. He wants to go. And, look, it's not like he's leaving a ton of money on the table. He's still getting an enormous contract, probably. Some reports have it as the richest for a wide receiver, uh, richest contract for a non-quarterback in NFL history. So he's still getting paid. But the Packers offered more money, and Devontae's like, nah, I'm good, bro. Uh, uh, not great for Green Bay. Your star wide receiver is opting to take less money elsewhere. And apparently Aaron Rodgers knew about this or was looped in about this before he signed the deal, which says to me that Aaron Rodgers, as much as he wants to win another championship, that $200 million contract is really what the decision was based on. Because if he knew that his number one target was leaving and he decided to stay, he chose what was the bigger priority for him. And I'm not knocking him for it. I'm just saying let's be honest for a minute. He ain't chasing championships. He got that big payday, and that was more important for A-Rod. We got to take a timeout. When we return here on the RP3 in the companies – or just RP3 and company. Our first guest of the day. Hmm? He won our contest for spot in the Chittimacha, Louisiana Pro-Am. He won that stealth driver. And he got to see your boy struggle on the golf course for a full 18 holes on Wednesday. Benjamin Bow will be joining us. Going to talk to him about winning the contest. His passion for the game of golf and just how terrible 
was yours truly on the course. What was that like to witness golf at its worst? We're going to have some fun. That's coming up next right here on RP3 and Company. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Yep. yep. Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, if you haven't signed up for the Game Clubhouse, becoming a member of our rewards club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com, then you need to sign up and do so today. Yes, make March 18th the day that's going to happen. I know a lot of you are probably counting on winning your bracket pool, but if you add pick to Kentucky, that's not going to happen now. So instead, join our rewards club, and that way you'll have the chance to win great stuff. Like what you say? How about a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House? That's right. $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. Fresh, delicious Gulf seafood. You can take your lady out for a night on the town or just go for a family function like a birthday party. It does not matter. Get that gift certificate to a fine dining establishment. $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. But you can only win that by becoming a member of our clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So go sign up today so you can score that $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. Speaking of winners, it's time to welcome on our next guest. He's an engineer by day, but also in his spare time, one heck of a golfer, and he won our tour experience this year. Got that stealth driver that we've been telling you about. Got a dozen golf balls. Oh, and guess what? Won a spot in the game foursome during the Chittimacha, Louisiana Pro-Am, presented by the Zurich Classic, on Wednesday, which means he got to golf with your boy, RP3. It's our privilege to welcome to the program. Benjamin Bo, Ben, good morning to you, bud. How are you? Hey, good morning, Ray. Good morning, Hannah. Doing well. All right, man, walk me through it. When you get the phone call that you have won the Ultimate Tour giveaway, uh, what was your reaction? Did you even think you had a, a chance in hell to be able to win this? Or, you know, what was kind of going through your mind, man? No, man. I, honestly, at first I thought maybe it was one of those spam calls. You know, we get so many of those <laughs> these days. and uh, Auto warranty? <laughs> Yeah, so I have to renew that auto warranty. Ben. Yeah, and so I actually declined the call the first two times, and then uh, the third time I finally answered and talked to Cody. And if I wouldn't have listened to the radio station and know Cody's name so well, I probably would have hung up again. But uh, luckily, I, I uh, heard him out, and I couldn't believe it. Um, I mean, I definitely didn't think I was going to win that big of a prize. But glad I put my name in. You know? So you win the prize now. You get the dozen golf balls, which uh, just all transparency, both you and I needed on Wednesday. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> we 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 needed those. 
But that stealth driver, brother, tell me, how does that feel? I saw you. I mean, it sounded really good off the tee box. How does that feel to have uh, one, of, one of the best drivers on the market in your bag now? Man, it's, it's incredible. You know, the driver I had before is probably 10 to 15 years old. And uh, so it's a huge difference. Uh, and I could definitely tell I was hitting on the simulator at golfballs.com, which, uh, you know, gave me the driver. And, uh, man, the, just the distance and the forgiveness, it's, it's a lot better than what I was using. So walk me through. I mean, obviously you were interested in the prize package. You, you like the game of golf. You love the game of golf. When did that first develop? And uh, when did you first kind of fall in love with the game? That can be uh, a great game that can provide you with so much joy, but uh, a lot of times provides you with nothing but heartache and misery as well, <laughs> as well which is which is, makes it an interesting game. When did you first fall in love with the game, bud? Um, you know, actually, when I was real young, my dad used to go golfing all the time, and uh, so he would drag me along. He's the one that kind of first taught me how to golf. So uh, I kind of played as I was younger and kind of a little up through high school, and then it dropped off until uh, recently kind of got back in the game, started golfing with some work buddies. And uh, now I picked it back up, love it. Um, we're definitely trying to do it more often. And like you said, it can be frustrating, but that's why we try to have a good time like you and I did. I mean, you can't take it too serious. You just got to have fun. Uh, it's a great game to play for sure. It is a great game to play. Uh, what did you make of the course out here at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club? Had you ever played this course before, and uh, how did you think it played? Man, the last time I played there was probably, so uh, i trying to think of how old I am now, probably 15-plus years ago. Um, but, no, the course was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, it was a good course. I, I feel like there was a few too many sand traps, um, you know, because uh, I definitely visited quite a quite a bit of them, um, and, so did I. <laughs> and and the houses were very close. I'm sorry to anybody that has a house. Oh man, off of uh, off of the course. Um, I, you talked about that yesterday. Um, we, you know, we were uh, following each other's shots very very well. Yeah, yeah that was uh, yeah. that was that 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 was a sensational hole where three of us drove uh, our tee shots went into the drink off the tee box. So then we do we take a drop because one of us did not go in. And so you hit your shot, and it's a beautiful shot. It just skies, rockets right over the trees, and then it starts drifting. And you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh, and there's a house. <laughs> not a crash, so it didn't break a window, but definitely hit the house. And then I laughed, and I was like, I bet you I'm about to do the same thing. And sure enough. I did the same exact thing, but I think I hit the the person's swing set at the same exact house. So uh, yeah, it was it was a, a, a bit of a challenge. Uh, we also both hit the rocks on that one yeah. hole, that one hole, which was uh, which was uh, amusing. Now I'm sure you you won the contest, Ben, and you're thinking, hey man, I'm just a guy. They're going to have a pro. They're going to have some other guys that's going to be part of the game team. These guys are going to know what they're doing. You probably anticipated you being the worst golfer on the team. How refreshing was it that you were, in fact, not the worst golfer and I took that pressure off of you? Did that, did that make it a far more enjoyable day? I'm not going to say you were the worst golfer, Ray, um, but I will say you did help take the nerve off a little bit, as well as the style of the tournament. When I first got the call, I, I, I've never played in a pro-am before. I thought we were going to be playing straight-laced golf right. you know, by the rules. 
and I was thinking, man, these guys are going to be waiting on me a lot. Um, but but the, doing the shamble, um, playing with you, Tom, Blake, uh, you guys are great. No, it, it made the day a blast. I couldn't have enjoyed it more. And we got yeah, it was it was it was a ton of fun. And the great thing about it, Bud, is that you you get to have some fun. We got to golf on 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 a great course and had a, had a lot of fun. And look, you can't take it too seriously because you know because there were there were some cats out here, part of that pro am that they were real serious about it, right? I mean, you, I mean, and I'm not we're not talking about the Corn Ferry Tour players either, Bud. We we're talking about some guys that just. Normal guys in the community, they were. You could tell when we were ramping up before we hit the course. They they had they had the game face on. They were like Michael oh, yeah. Jordan game six kind of face on about the pro and I was like, that's way too serious. <laughs> that's just way too serious. You gotta, you gotta just you gotta just chill and relax. Uh, what'd you think of being up close and personal and seeing an actual tour player play and just how the ball sounded coming off of his clubs all day long. It was just – I stood back. I was like, wow, how's he doing that? Man, that that guy, uh, Augusto Nunez, he was incredible off the tee. I mean, I don't know how that driver didn't just break. He was smashing that ball. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely the closest I've ever been. And uh, it was awesome. And just watching him and his approach, how he was uh, even just hitting his irons, chipping uh, – Man, it, it was awesome, and uh, there there was a little bit of language barrier, so we didn't get to you know talk to him in depth. But he was still a really cool guy to uh, deal with. You know, he was cheering on our shots. I know he did t- t- a good Spanish job. Very well, like... but I'm pretty sure he was telling his caddy that we were the two best amateurs he's ever played with. <laughs> you know, I'm just just throwing it's, that out there. I was the the caddy. The caddy came up to me. He pulled me aside. I was like, oh, well, this is nice. And he's like, oh, your 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 swing. It's it's uh, too long. You gotta uh, make it more compact. I said, "Okay, thank you." I got a caddy <laughs> tip, and I got encouragement from a Corn Ferry Tour player who just drilled the ball like it was nobody's business. Bud, appreciate you making the time. Congratulations again on winning the prize package, the driver, the golf balls, and a spot in the pro am. Can't wait to hit up the links with you again. And before I let you go, uh, brother, uh, how's your bracket looking this morning? Ah, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> How far, how far did you have Kentucky, bud? Uh, I mean, I had them going all the way, man. I, I thought they were going to be they were going to be taking it. <laughs> so your bracket is officially busted. But hey, oh, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. hey, but great thing you got to golf in the pro am, my friend. And you got that new self driver, so you got to feel good about yourself. Absolutely, Ben. Appreciate your time, brother. Enjoy your weekend, man. We'll be in touch. All right, thanks again, Ray. That's our guy right there. Our winner of the tour experience, a spot in the Pro-Am and that stealth driver, Benjamin Bow, engineer by day, scratch golfer by night, joining us here on RP3 and Company. we got to take a timeout. When we return, we'll unveil the poll question of the day. Many of you have already started to vote on it and comment on it. We'll get to that. That'll be next right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Guys here in the game dugout love baseball. It was the game that was passed down to them by their fathers. Hey, Dad. You want to have a catch? I'd like that. Not all of them had such heartwarming moments. This guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game. 
Now back to more baseball talk here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble countertops for your kitchens, bathrooms, and man caves. LMG also offers custom shower installations, including new grout-free showers. That's right, LMG offers low-maintenance showers without the mess and odor of grout. Visit their website right now, lmgelite.com. That's lmgelite.com to learn more about all their sensational services and what products they have to offer. Live inventory is updated every single Wednesday. Visit lmgelite.com today. Or stop by their showroom located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford in the Jockey Lot, Lafayette Marble and Granite. They're looking to earn your business, and trust me, earn it, they will. Let's check in on our poll question of the day. It's about the NCAA tournament. It's about how your bracket's faring. Is your bracket all busted up? Is it busted up like a car used to have? Yeah, that was a busted up car. How busted up is your bracket? That's what we want to hear. That's our poll question of the day. Is it totally busted? Is it halfway busted? Is it partially busted? Or did you pick Kentucky to lose to St. Peter's and your bracket is not busted at all? Go vote on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter at the game. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two. We'll kick it off with James Yasko of the Lima Time Time Podcast. That's next right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Good morning. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. I'm Raymond Parts III. We're broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club here for the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open. First round started yesterday here for the Corn Ferry Tour event. Got delayed yesterday because of the fog, the dense fog in the area. It got delayed by an hour and ten minutes. Round one was not completed. Did not get done. Not in the books. They're hoping to get that done this morning. They're going to be teeing off for the completion of round number one here in the next 15 minutes. But the problem right now for the tour and for the tournament is that we had showers overnight. And we have immense cloud cover and some wind out here. So it looks like it's a dreary start to the day. But I think the conditions are going to be enough that they're going to be Able to get onto the course, complete round one, and round two is scheduled to begin shortly after 8.20 this morning. So, of course, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on out here for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross. We've also spent today talking about 
March Madness. The brackets are busted. Iowa, it got knocked out because they underperform every year in the NCAA tournament. Two 5-12 upsets, the Richmond Spiders. They took care of that for a lot of folks yesterday. Of course, you also had Kentucky losing to a team that had never won an NCAA tournament game before. Shout out to the Peacocks of St. Peter's. Little Jesuit school in Jersey City taking down mighty Big Blue. Second full day of NCAA tournament will be today. That includes LSU, who's taking on the Iowa State Cyclones. That'll be a little after 6 o'clock tonight. 6.20 is the scheduled tip for that. You'll be able to listen to that game live right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for LSU athletics. We also touched on no updates on the Deshaun Watson situation. Apparently, it's come down to the Saints and the Falcons. Atlanta has pushed back Matt Ryan's uh, deadline uh, for roster bonus till Tuesday. And the Saints are in a holding pattern as well. We'll see what happens to the former Pro Bowl quarterback and franchise quarterback for the Houston Texans. Which team will he decide to come to? And which team will the Texans get all their assets and all their picks uh, because they're getting a King's Ramson and apparently teams are willing to give it to them. But right now, it's time for us to welcome on our second guest of today's show. He's the co-host of the Lima Time Time podcast. He's also a contributor for the Houston Chronicle. He's our good friend. The one and only James Yasko. James, good morning to you, bud. How are you? I'm I'm awake uh, exactly when I'm supposed <laughs> to be, uh, and uh, so so things are already better than last Friday. <laughs> I'm awake, he says. I'm awake. Well, bud, we're happy to have you on. Okay, so look, how's it feel to the lockout is no more, and we're gearing up for a season spring trainings up free agencies going and uh we're still going to have a 162 game schedule how do you feel that it feels <clears throat> i guess as normal as you could expect it to feel um so yeah no that, there's a spring training game today which means uh absolutely nothing uh, let's be clear spring training uh, stats and uh records abs- do not matter in any way shape or form it's just nice to have a little bit of baseball back if that's something you want to watch well, uh, it is something that I want to watch. It's something I want to listen to. Heck, it's something I want to travel to to go see in person, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, April 16th. We, it's set. We're done. We got it. <laughs> okay. Um, Verlander deal got done. We knew it was going to happen, right? Um, so let's focus on the, the, the pitching staff. Uh, how do you like this rotation, and how do you think Dusty Baker is going to utilize this rotation? What's it going to be? Who are you going to be your starting four? Who are you going to be your four guys? Well, so so the the big question mark is Lance McCullers, and Correct. there was a a little update earlier in the week where someone asked like, is Lance McCullers going to pitch this season? Like that, like that that like that's in question. And and Dusty Baker was like, well, hopefully. And we're like, Uh-oh. everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Like, hopefully he's going to pitch this season? Like, we know he was hurt. Uh, I guess the the lockout made it to where. You know, you couldn't really communicate with the team, and 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 it seems as though the the injury that kept McCullers out of the ALCS in the World Series uh, was actually fairly severe. So so that's the big question mark. But I mean, you still have Verlander at the top. 
you've got, you know, Urquidy, you've got Framber Valdez, you've got Luis Garcia, you've got Jake Odorizzi, allegedly. Um, or, or, or are we going to get the ghost of Jake Odorizzi? We don't, we don't <laughs> quite know yet. We'll figure that out in the next couple of weeks. The uh, ghost. So, you know, it's, it's looking okay. It's the bullpen that seems to be a little bit more of a, of a question as far as the pitching side is concerned. So, man, it's just uh, the, the Strohs can't catch a break when it comes to the starting pitching because you're going to have yet another season possibly of not having one of your frontline starters available to you, just like last year when you didn't have Verlander. Right, and then you you know you didn't have McCullers the year before the year and, before or, or right. Verlander the year before, and then Ver, and then McCullers the year before that. Like it's, uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things that you know you're going to need eleven, twelve, thirteen guys to make a start over the course of the season. Um, you know, right now it's just what what's going on with McCullers. When will he be back? And and how do you sort of plan for that moving forward? But you do have enough depth there with the staff to be able to absorb McCullers not being there at least for you know a few months. Because, look, uh, Valdez and Garcia, they've shown you that they can be reliable start, starting, pitcher, uh, starting pitchers for this team. Yeah, they have. Um, you know, it, there were... You know, some we've always made the joke that that with 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 Framber, are you going to is he going to frambush the lineup or are we going to get framboozled? Uh, just because he's so such a mer, such a mercurial pitcher, uh, and you know he got <clears throat> there were a couple of starts in the postseason last year. He just got straight tagged up and couldn't make it through through two innings. You know, what did he learn from that? What did he work on in the off season? Um, you know, and and you know one the the biggest question mark. And I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's some continuity there, but you know, for the first time in a while, there's no Brent Strom, uh, mm. and Astros, Astros fans kind of look at Brent Strom as as sort of like you know the the pitching wizard that can fix absolutely everybody and and turn you know Colin McHugh into a into a 19 game winner or 20 game winner and and just kind of work miracles with guys when they come in. He's not. Oh, by there the way, by, and by, so, by, by the way, James, we we'd like to thank you for what you did with uh, Colin. And uh, we, uh, as uh, Braves, uh, appreciate that. What is James Click even doing? Like, what, what do you get paid for besides watch former great Astros who continue to have success and not sign them? Like, do your freaking job, James Click. <laughs> Sorry, James. I did Sorry. not intend Sorry. to get that mad that early on Friday. Not, uh, I was so. not. I was not. I, I thought you were just going to give me a, sarca- uh, a sarcastic, like, oh, yeah, you're welcome, whatever. No, the, um, the redness but, just descended. Like, I'm full of rage right now. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're talking with James Chesco of the Leave a Time Time podcast. He's also a contributor to the Houston uh, Chronicle. Also, a molder of young minds and a man who is laying the foundation for great soccer success at the high school level. Uh, okay, so let's look at this lineup. Let, we'll get to Carlos, but look at, look at this lineup. If you don't have Carlos, this lineup is still immensely potent, right? You still get Alvarez, you still got Altuve, you still got Breggs, right? You still got a, a, a murderer's row from top to bottom, even without Carlos Correa. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> you know, you still got you still got Brantley. Uh, Chaz McCormick sh- uh, showed flashes. You know, Jake Myers seems to be ahead of schedule as far as returning from his shoulder injury uh, that he got in the playoffs last year. Um, you've still got Guriel who won the batting title. I mean, yeah. you know, the, we, we listed like seven names before we got to the guy that won the AL batting crown uh, last last year. So so even without Correa, it's it's going to be okay. Um, but, you know, the, 
if they if they move on from Correa, then then you then the heir apparent is Jeremy Pena, and you know he was sort of seen as kind of a you know early on when he was drafted, you know defense first, and then hopefully the bat will come along, and then and then the bat came along. He got hurt last year and and missed a, an extended period of time, um, but you know by all accounts and purposes, you know he he seems like he's pretty legit. There's a huge step, as everyone knows, to go from AAA to the majors. Um, but but it seems as though the Astros are, are willing to, to sort of turn it over to him. So if they do go in that direction, Jeremy would just simply be called up and play short. You wouldn't move Bregman over to short because you want to keep him on the hot corner, right? I think so. Um, you know, and, and, you know, Bregman has the, you know, of course, I mean, you, you, your listeners know as well as anybody that, that Bregman is at a heck of a shortstop. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems as though they're comfortable and, you know, it's, it's, it's been years now, you know, that, you know, he'll get a couple of spot starts at short, you know, if, if necessary, but, but it seems like that's just something you kind of leave alone and, and you let, you let Bregman, you know, kind of hold down third. Give me a guy who's maybe a little under the radar, uh, that's going to be in the lineup that could have maybe a breakout season for the Strohs this year. I mean, every that's the crazy thing about about this lineup is that pretty much everybody has has had that breakout year. Like you know, Guriel hitting three hundred is not out of the question. Uh, Jordan Alvarez hitting forty home runs is not out of the question. Altuve's on a Hall of Fame pace. Everyone can hit. You know, it's, it, can they get something? You know, out of all those names that we mentioned earlier, we didn't mention Kyle Tucker. Like, and that's 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 just how deep this lineup is. Um, if you're looking for someone to break out that maybe is, is a little bit under the radar, it would be a McCormick or a, or a Myers type just to just to keep that lineup rolling and turn it over to the top of the lineup. Do you believe, do we know if Alvarez is fully 100% healthy? Because that's been an issue for him early in his career. Yeah, no, the, you know, there were knee problems, and it, it seems as though, you know, he, he played, what, one or two games in that shortened 2020 season. I think last year kind of put, put those fears to bed a little bit. Um, so, you know, they, they said that the knee surgery that he had was not, it's not a degenerative issue where, you know, kind of like Bagwell had, you know, towards the tail end of his career where he, just, you know, dude just couldn't play anymore. You know, right. so it seems the, the surgery that Alvarez had fixed the issue, uh, and it should not be an issue going forward. We're talking with James Yasko of the Lima Time Time podcast, also a contributor for the Houston Chronicle. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, bud, you know, I've talked about this Carlos Correa deal. What's the feeling like over in Houston and in Texas? Does it feel like this is going to get done? Does it feel like how things have turned that this may actually happen? We have teammates, we have reports of teammates going to click, going to the front office and going, what the hell are you doing? You need to bring back Carlos. He's our guy. He was the vocal leader of this team post-sign-stealing uh, scandal. We need him. He's our guy. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that seems to be, you know, everyone wants Carlos Correa there. Um, one, and and it, it looks like kind of over the course of the week that, that the Astros, you know, that even Crane said, you know, they're preparing a new offer. Um, they're going to re-engage Correa, and, and everyone is like, okay, you know, this is, I, I, I do think, you know, they're going to make an offer that is, that is at least in the neighborhood of competitive uh, with a lot of opt-outs so that if he wants to, you know, 
spin the wheel on free agency again, he could. Uh, but then there's this weird report out of Baltimore that they're they're preparing a you know a ten year three hundred plus million dollar offer, and and at, at that point you know I think a lot of Astros fans are like well that's that's that because that's the money that he's looking for you know that would put him in the AL East so he'd be you know he he would be in New York he would be in Boston he'd be in Toronto um, that Orioles offer you know it, the Orioles have been about to contend for what six years now uh, if, oh. if 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 Carlos Correa is putting an emphasis on on winning, then Houston is the obvious choice because those bigger-name teams don't seem to be engaged on it. The Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers are set. Um, although Correa in a Dodgers uniform would be hilarious to watch Dodgers fans do all the mental gymnastics uh, required to welcome him to their team. Um, <laughs> but but if, if, it's, if it's purely – I mean, who – you know, at this point, I think a lot of Astros fans are like, just just make a decision and either come back or or let us start the grieving process and the the five stages of grief. Uh, just make it. And no one would fault anybody for taking three hundred million dollars. I mean, that's, <sighs> that, 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 that's just generational levels of wealth. What does your gut tell you here? Do, what is your What does your gut tell you? Do you Do you believe Carlos Correa is going to come back? Because I've I've said this, James. My my theory is it's not going to be a long term deal. It's going to be like maybe a three or four year deal. He can opt out in year four, and the Astros can afford that. They just can't afford to lock him up to a deal that's going to you know be seven eight years. Do you yeah, believe a deal gets done? That seems to be the um, kind of the if if he is going to take a deal from the Astros, you know it's it's going to be a shorter it's going to be a shorter deal with an extremely high. AAV to make it to where you know he still sets some sort of financial record you know that that he was you know kind of looking for he's looking for Lindor money I don't know that he's going to get it or you know if he's going to get it it's going to be from Baltimore you know so that kind of puts yeah. puts everyone in kind of a weird position so but a, a three year hundred and forty hundred and fifty million dollar deal you know that that lets him hit free agency at age thirty again that might be enough to get it done. All right, James, you know, as a Braves fan, we got to see Freddie Freeman leave. And I, as as much as it pains me to see him in Dodger blue, because, well, they're the Dodgers, and they've decided to take on the the Yankees' persona from the early 2000s of trying to buy championships by paying enormous amounts of money for every player they can. Uh Uh-huh. I trust my GM, right? Because my GM made deals, and Olsen actually had a better season last year than Freddie did, and Braves fans don't want to hear that, but that's that's how it was. And my GM made all the deals to get all the guys to save our season when it looked like our season was lost and helped us win our first World Series championship since 1995. My question to you is this. Do the Astros fan base, do they feel the same way about their front office, their GM, if you don't make a Carlos Correa deal, that you're still in good hands and they trust the process and trust the Astros to still be, once again, a World Series contender? I trust Jim Crane, you know, and, and, and after spending most of the offseason just absolutely hating every, every single owner in Major League Baseball, you know, Jim Crane did exactly what he said he was going to do. You know, when they stripped the the franchise down to the down to the studs and then built it back up he's like we will spend money when the time is right and sure enough 
Uh, when when the window you know kind of opened a little bit, then then Jim Crane spent money. Um, James Click, I, I think, is in a different boat. You know, every Astros fan has an opinion on on Jeff Luno and whether or not he was um, whether whether or not he was sort of hamstrung by the penalties that came with the draft. Uh, you know, kind of the, the only thing that James Click has really done was trade for Phil Maton and re-sign Michael Brantley, which is a slam dunk of a decision as you could possibly make. So we still, <laughs> Click, Click has been here for like two years, and we still, I still don't really have a feel for, you know, what is his philosophy, just because, you know, the, and, and whether maybe the philosophy is just weather the storm of, of the loss of draft picks and and sort of you know managing a a roster that while young is still aging a little bit. I don't I don't know what to what to think about Click you know and and the fact that he's from he came over from Tampa Bay um, means that you know it's, it's that maybe there's a little bit of Tampa Bay still in him and he doesn't realize that that he has a billionaire owner that that is willing to spend money and he just doesn't do it because he feels weird about it. I don't know. It's, it's going to be. A, I think this year is going to tell us a lot about about James Slick. James, appreciate your time as always, brother. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy spring training games. We'll talk to you next week, brother. All right. I hope your bracket survives better than mine does. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> no, dead. Absolutely dead. <laughs> we got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up right here. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 is the epitome of a high roller, constantly making large bets. But by doing that, the minimum bet is a dollar for a win, a dollar for a place, a dollar for a show. So it's essentially a $3 bet. That netted me a cool $6.70. What? Okay, so he's not a risk taker. He's your best bet for sports talk. 19. Hit me. 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Now back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil, brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. Here's the deal. You can win two sacks of live crawfish. That's right. Two sacks of live crawfish. In addition, you're going to get a pot, a burner, a paddle, an ice chest, a tumbler, chairs, the type of chairs that actually can support your boy RP3. A $500 Visa gift card and tickets to an Astros game. Yes! What? What? That's amazing. Sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Let's take a moment to look at that poll question of the day, shall we? We asked you, after just one day, how busted is your bracket? 50% of you say partially busted. 
Kentucky going down, number two seed Kentucky, losing to St. Peter's. The Peacocks upsetting the Wildcats for their first tournament win ever. Big Blue is out of the tournament. Uh, it was a very trendy Final Four and National Championship pick in most brackets. But 48% of you say that in two 5-12 upsets has only partially busted your bracket. 28% of you say totally busted. 12% apiece, not busted at all, and halfway busted. Let's get to some comments here on the poll question of the day. JPK the OD. I bet on the chaos. Bring it on. Hashtag fear the spiders. <laughs> That's a good little gift, too. Salty Steve says obliterated. I drank the big blue Kool-Aid. Hashtag extra salty. Hashtag BBN sucks. Uh, oh, Steve, you're not the only one that, that drank the big blue Kool-Aid. Tad on Twitter says, shame on you, eh, at a hand of five names. Mariners making moves, though. Would you like to take a moment to address Tad? Five names. Um, I did with uh, Ton's uh, response. He says, it can't be busted if you didn't make one. I said, see, Tad? Not the only one. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What are we going to do? a women's bracket, though. So, haha. Outstanding. Who do you got in your final four? Who's your national champ? Okay, hold on. Sorry. Oh, paper. <laughs> um, so, my final four, South Carolina, LSU, Kansas, and Tennessee. I have South Carolina and LSU, and I think LSU actually will take over South Carolina, unlike their last matchup. Well, say that again. Your final four for the women's bracket. Shout out to Hannah Five Names for filling out a bracket for the women's game. Your your four final four teams are LSU, South Carolina, and who are the other two? Tennessee and Kansas. Okay, and you got LSU taking on South Kakalaka. Uh huh. In the championship game, and you got Kim Mulkey in year one, cutting down the nets and winning the national title for LSU. Yes. Boom. Bold. Daring by you, year one of the Kim Mulkey era. Hannah Five Names says she's projecting, predicting, if you will, wrote it down on her bracket, LSU Tigers national champions. I made that sound too. <laughs> Keep those votes coming on the poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Man, we've had a good show so far. we got to take a timeout. Open segment coming up. So if you want to give us a call, the hotline is open, 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You want to talk about how your bracket is busted? You want to talk about Houston Astros? You want to talk about craziness with the NFL and all these deals being done or not being done? Deshaun Watson to the Saints possibly? Give us a call. Hotline's open. Now it's open. It won't be open for long. This coming segment, though, 337-706-0111. You're listening to RP3 and Company. We're broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club in Broussard. Woo, we're having a good time. Having a good time today. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
Music Fest is coming back. And you know what? I know you want to be there. How would you not want to be there? Great music festival on the lovely sandy beaches of Gulf Shores, Alabama. It's coming back, and we want to hook you up with tickets. That's right. We want to hook you up with passes to see Hangout Music Fest return to this coming summer to Gulf Shores. We at the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Have your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halsey, Doja Cat, and Megan Thee Stallion, just to name a few. That's the Hangout Music Fest. May 20th to the 22nd in Gulf Shores. You can win your VIP passes from the game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Five names. I know you're busy planning a wedding. Um, you're engaged in case anybody doesn't know that. So, you know, you're planning a wedding. You're, you're into all of that. I get it. Okay. Is Are you going to have any time whatsoever... To, for you and your fiance to mosey over to Gulf Shores to, for Hangout Music Fest this summer? Um, that would probably be a great idea. You're welcome. Am I sure that it will happen? No. Would it be fun? Most likely. Because there's like 80. We see the rock, not the rock, the, um, Shaq. We'd see Shaq play music. It'd be nice to be funny to watch. So. I think it'd be fun. Do I think it's going to happen? I can't be 100% on that answer. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even plan like a date night like this coming week. There's so much it, stuff going on. We're like, It's oh. a struggle. It's a struggle to even plan out date night? Yes. All we guys are going to a batting cage. Where? Don't know. What day? Don't know. Time? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe next summer. <laughs> Maybe next summer. You know that date night we've been planning to go to the batting cages? It's going to happen in 2024. <laughs> You're welcome. Boom. <laughs> Boom. I did get to know, though, that I forgot to tell you about, is that <clears throat> he was actually at work the other day, and one of his customers came in, and they're like, I know your fiancé. He's like, oh, you do? He goes, yeah. She asked at the game all the time, and announced to her in the morning, and it's Santa Friday, isn't it? He's like, yeah. How do you know? He was like, because she said she was dating this, she was engaged to this leprechaun. And I was like, oh, I knew that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm being recognized at the health food store now. <laughs> Shout out to him getting recognized. His star's getting brighter because of you, Five Names. I know, man. There it is. There it is. Everybody's like, hmm. That one girl on that, that sports talk station. You know, the uh, radio student broadcaster of the year, you mean? Producer yeah. extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. Man, that, that flex yesterday in that group message was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is fantastic. You, you put in the work. You earned that award. Congratulations. Yep. Absolutely well-deserved. Well-deserving. And uh, a bit of flex it up, you know. The game <laughs> has taken that award now three years running. I, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Is it a dynasty? I don't know. Maybe. No say. Maybe. Maybe. Louis Prejean, Troy Brashear Jr., and now Hannah Five Names. I immediately messaged them, too. I was like, look at that three-peat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I like yeah, and, and you threw shade at LeBron James, which is which which was amusing to me. Well, how to make it like a sports reference into a sports like station? Oh, of, can't of make course. A post, just be oh three P. No, I of looked course. it up. <laughs> of course. Oh man, plenty going on. Obviously, we're out here at Le Triumph Golf and Country Club for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. It is a humid, gloomy, and slightly windy morning out here. Now, because of the dense fog yesterday, they were unable to complete round one out here, and they were scheduled to begin round one about 20 minutes ago. But we had showers come in overnight, and we got a little wind, immense cloud cover, and it's just a gloomy, kind of sticky morning. The scores on the course today are going to be interesting. They're going to wrap up the first round and then they're going to move on we're scheduled to start round two at 8 20 okay probably going to be a little bit later than that it will be a fight to get round two in before the darkness comes but they're going to try their best out here the corn ferry tour officials and the folks that put on the chittimacha louisiana open including our good friend danny jones so be interesting to see what the scores are. The conditions are completely different than they were yesterday. Yesterday, they were slightly cool and breezy in the morning, and then the temperature warmed up and was plenty of sunshine in the afternoon. Well, today, it's gloomy and yet sticky and warm and a little humid outside. So, be interesting to see what happens with the leaderboard. We'll, of course, once they get up and running again, we'll be providing you with updates throughout the rest of our show and, of course, through footnotes with Kevin Foote as well. In addition, NCAA tournament is going on, right? Brackets are busted and busted up good just by what occurred yesterday. We had a pair of 5-12 upsets, or 12-5 upsets rather. The Richmond Spiders, the 12 seed there in the Midwest region, they took down the Iowa Hawkeyes who continue to disappoint. It, they, year after year, have early exits in the bracket. You're, they are consistently an underperformer when it comes to the brackets. And Hawkeyes had some calls go against them. Make no bones about it. I'm not an Iowa Hawkeye fan by any stretch of the imagination. They had some calls that probably should have been called in that game late. Some foul calls that should have been called. But the refs decided to let the guys play it out, and Richmond took advantage of it. And I also would argue with this. Yes, those calls went against Iowa. You're the five seed. You shouldn't be playing around with the 12 seed to begin with. Like, if you're a legit team that's supposed to be going to a Final Four, which Dick Vitale, Dickie V had, Kentucky and Iowa both in the Final Four with Kentucky winning it all. So Dickie V's bracket is busted up more than anyone else's probably in the world. If you're supposed to be a Final Four contender, you shouldn't be messing around and giving the 12 seed even an opportunity, a chance to win that game. And that's exactly what Iowa did. And the Spiders bit the Hawkeyes. The other 5-12 upset was the one that was trendy beforehand. And sure enough, it came to be New Mexico State taking down the 5 seed UConn over in the West region. And UConn was just no match. I mean, look, New Mexico State came out and established the tone, and, and that was it. I mean, it's just that's what makes the NCAA men's basketball tournament so great is because of that, is because you have these 
situations where you have these teams that no one's giving a shot to and they win a couple of games. This is why the tournament, the NCAA tournament, is better than the college football playoff. It just is. Two 12-5 upsets yesterday once again. Richmond over Iowa. Richmond will now face Providence in the round of 32 there in the Midwest region. And over in the West, New Mexico State takes down UConn. New Mexico State will now face Arkansas, who had their hands full with the team from the land of maple syrup, Vermont. But Pig Suey advances on. Gonzaga Memphis will meet in the round of 32. That should be a heck of a ball game as well. Uh, Indiana fell short woefully against St. Mary's. St. Mary's, the way they competed against Indiana, it was as if the Hoosiers had owed them money. Like, they just, they just, they came out and smacked around Indiana. They said, uh, we don't care. We, we, we don't care. We're, we're, we're punking you out right now. UCLA was tested by Akron of all teams. Shout out to the Mac for doing that. And Murray State San Francisco went to overtime. We had a trio of overtime games on day one of the tournament. But, of course, the big one is Kentucky. The two seed and a perennial contender and a team that was projected by many to win the whole thing. They lose in the first round to 15 seed St. Peter's. The Peacocks take down Big Blue in overtime. St. Peter's had never won an NCAA tournament game in their history. And now they're moving on to the round of 32. And Murray State versus uh, Murray State versus St. Peter's. One of those teams is going to be in the Sweet 16. That's what's great about this bracket. Like you, Murray State or St. Peter's is going to be in the Sweet 16. Got to be, got to be here for that. Got to be here for that. So brackets busted left and right across the country, but that's what makes this so much fun. We all try to figure it out. We all try to do an analysis and try to get insight. Some of us just guess. Some of us do a combination, but it's so much fun because it kind of connects us all together, and we can all talk about our brackets and go, hey, <laughs> uh, we are awful. <laughs> well, oh, oh, here we go. Since no one wants to talk to us on the phone. Well, I got a text message from someone. Oh, really? Yes. Who? Oh, it's it's our guy. Mr. Green? No, it's not oh. Mr. Green. Mr. Green has got other stuff to worry about. It's Sacred Heart Boys basketball coach, JT, JP Buon, texting me about <laughs> Iowa, giving us the information that we deserve, that we need. He also says that he picked the Spiders, as did I. Great minds think alike, coach. Fran McCaffrey, 11 NCAA appearances, zero Sweet 16s. Zero Sweet 16s. Zero. That's with Siena and Iowa. Frank McCaffrey, Fran McCaffrey, rather, is not getting the job done with the Hawkeyes. Always a contender, always a team that people pencil in to make a run to the Sweet 16, their lead eight, and they can never even get to the second weekend of the tournament. So, there you go. Iowa underperforming. Great slate of games today. Arizona, who is a favorite to make it. I have them actually in the national championship game in my bracket. The Wildcats, they're going to play today. Houston takes on UAB today. So Texan and Acadiana will be glued to his television set. Illinois taking on Chattanooga. 
Loyola of Chicago taking on Ohio State. Villanova is taking on Delaware. Alabama's taking on Notre Dame. That should be an interesting game because you never know which one, which version of either one of those teams is going to show up. Texas Tech is going to be in action. Michigan State, Duke. So another great day of NCAA tournament action as round one continues today for that. And no news on the Deshaun Watson front as of yet. Once again, it's down to two teams. The Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers have been informed that they are no longer in the running. It comes down to the Saints and the Dirty Birds. So we'll see what happens. We'll see which team has to give up the King's ransom to get Deshaun Watson. There's been some rumblings that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson could be in the mix to be traded. He apparently took down all of his Saints photos and mentions on social media yesterday and said that, you know, this S-word hurts. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's trolling us. I don't know if the Saints told him that he's on the trade block and they're being transparent with them. I'm not for sure, but hopefully there'll be some sort of resolution soon because it feels like both teams are just in a holding pattern, and the longer this goes on, the more it hurts them because they're not able to make other moves, and they're going to miss out on other free agents. And if you miss out, whichever team misses out on Deshaun Watson, this is going to hurt the Saints more than it would the Falcons because the Falcons still have Matt Ryan. Yeah, he may be on the back end of his career, but they actually have a quarterback that can go out there on the field. The Saints don't have one because they haven't signed Jameis. And Jameis is being courted by other teams, in particular the Indianapolis Colts. So if the Saints mess around and wait around too long and they don't get Deshaun, if Deshaun decides he wants to take his talents to Hotlanta, well, and then Jameis signs with Indy, then you're stuck with Taysom Hill as your quarterback and Ian Book. Not great. Not great, Bob. Not great. So you're at the Louisiana I am at the Louisiana Open, yes. We were uh, asked for off-air, how do you get tickets? People are trying to go see him. Do you know how to get tickets? Well, I never even thought about how to get tickets. I can find out, and we will let people know. How about that? You should. After this time out. Before we wrap up the first, second hour for us. Yes. I do believe Danny said how you could get tickets yesterday on his appearance. When he joined us here on RP3 and Company, but I will find that information out on how you can obtain tickets to come out and see this great event, a premier event, professional sports event in Acadiana. We'll take care of all those listening, messaging us, asking about how to get tickets for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross. We'll get to take a timeout now. More RP3 and Company, though, coming up right here. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. 
DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be physically present in Louisiana. Availability does vary by parish. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Oh, man. Good second hour of today's show. We're going to finish strong, not only for today, but for the week. Our guy Nick Fondo is going to be joining us next hour for a full two segments, back-to-back. Starting at 8.30, we're going to close out the show with Nick for our cashing tickets segment, NCAA Tournament Edition. So you got to make sure to tune in and stay tuned for that. Poll question of the day. How is that faring? We wanted to know, after one day, how busted is your bracket? Right now, 48% of you say, sorry, it's changed. 40% of you say partially busted. 30% say totally busted. 17% say halfway busted. And 13% say not busted at all. Tim on Twitter says, didn't fill one out, but if I did, I would go with Ray's team, Crichton, a.k.a. Crichton. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> we got to take a timeout. Hour number three coming up right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. There's dancing in the trailer. There's dancing in the trailer. Final hour of today's show and of the week has arrived. Man, we've had a ton of fun out here at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club this week as we've been out here for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross. Whew. My show's been out here, RP3 and Company. Of course, Kevin Foote in Footnotes as well. And our new show, which debuted on Monday, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. They've been out here as well, and we'll close it out today with some great live and local shows right here on the golf course. 18th Green is right to my left right here. Grandstands are right there across the road, the path, if you will. So round two action still has not quite started because we're waiting for round one to be completed. Yesterday, 
dense fog in the area caused an hour and 10 minute delay for the start of the tournament for round one. They did not get it done. They'll do that this morning, but obviously conditions here not ideal right now. There was showers and storms overnight. Right now it is humid. It is blustery, and there's no sunshine to be seen. It's nothing but gray clouds from far as you can see. So they'll get out there on the course. There's no rain right now, but it's not ideal conditions. So they're going to try to wrap up round one and then hopefully get round two in today before it gets dark later on this evening. Of course, we're out here because of the help from our sponsors. I want to make sure to give them credit for helping us make this happen, broadcasting live from the golf course all week. Of course, that's Tibbs Trailers. You're thinking trailers. Think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Doosan. Rope, soap, and dope. Acadiana's workplace authority for over 20 years. They offer supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. Online, you can find them at ropesopendope.com or visit their showroom right there on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. Of course, the Cigar Merchant. You're always welcome to light it up at the Cigar Merchant. They're Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located in the oil center. And, of course, Golf Connection USA. GolfConnectionLouisiana.com is their website. They have that tailor-made stealth driver that Ben was telling us about our contest winner. He used it in the Pro-Am on Wednesday. Not only do they have that, they also have a great selection, a variety of different golf bags and shoes. You can find their location at 2009 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. Coming up in about whew, 20 minutes from right now, our guy Nick Fondo, cashing tickets, special two-segment half-hour edition of us catching up with Nick. He'll be joining me, joining me here at the golf courses. We're going to talk nothing but NCAA men's tournament. Brackets were busted all up yesterday. A pair of 5-12 upsets helped with that. Richmond Spiders taking down the Iowa Hawkeyes. New Mexico State taking down UConn in the two 5-12 matchups. And then Kentucky, the big stunner, the one that broke everyone's bracket and broke Big Blue Nation's heart as number two seed Kentucky, a team considered to be a favorite to make it to the Final Four and possibly win the whole damn thing. They don't even make it out of the first round. Number 15 seed St. Peter's, little Jesuit school there in Jersey City, small, tiny little school. The Peacocks take down the Wildcats in overtime for their first NCAA tournament win in program, program history. So, what a first day it was. We also had three overtime games. <laughs> two seed goes down, two five seeds go down, and we have multiple overtime games. That's a heck of a start to the NCAA men's tournament. Whew. What a time. What a time. What a time. But, you know, that's not the only thing going on. We got, obviously, the Chittimacha Louisiana Open. We have the men's tournament, but we also have a lot of baseball softball action this weekend. LSU is going to be at home taking on Texas A&M. They're going to open up SEC play. And the Tigers, man, they've had a pretty good start to the Jay Johnson era, right? It's a pretty good start 
to the Jay Johnson era. They've had some missteps. You still have some question marks about the pitching. They can rake, and you knew that him coming from Arizona that they were going to be able to hit. Like You just knew that. And that's exactly what they've done. And they've had a good start to the season. They had. They are nationally ranked. Now, don't ask me to try to comprehend and figure out why they're ranked wildly different in different polls. I can't help you with that. What I do know is that they're 14-3 and three overall. Now, they beat up on some mediocre competition, right? Maine. But they've lost. They beat up on Maine. They beat Townsend. They beat UNO. But they lost against ranked competition. Louisiana Tech. Number one ranked Texas. They even lost to Baylor over there at the Shriners Classic. And they've bounced back with wins over McNeese and then a series sweep over Bethune-Cookman. And they won a hard-fought game on Tuesday against Tulane. But now we get to conference play. And now we're going to find out a little bit more about LSU and what they're really capable of and just how good they are. Three games set with the Aggies as they come to town there at Alex Box Stadium. Tonight's game will be at 6.30. Saturday's game will be at 6. We're carrying Saturday's game, of course, for you right here on the game. You're home for LSU Sports in Acadiana and in Lake Charles. Of course, we're not broadcasting tonight's game because we're broadcasting the LSU men's basketball team from the NCAA tournament. They're in Milwaukee. They're the sixth seed. They're taking on Iowa State. A lot of people were picking Iowa State in this one. I'm picking LSU. I believe the Tigers are going to get the job done. They're going to beat the Cyclones. I think it's a good matchup for LSU, just the style of play that Iowa State does. I think that favors them. Plus, I believe LSU is a far more athletic team than Iowa State. So I like the Tigers to win. Now, whether or not they can win against more than likely Wisconsin on Sunday in the round of 32, that's a whole nother discussion. But I do like LSU's chances to win tonight. We will be carrying that game, of course, live for you right here. It's scheduled to start at 6.20, but know that sometimes they, you have to have some flexibility there because the game before it could be running late. So scheduled start time for tonight's LSU men's tournament game is supposed to be at 6.20, and you can listen to that right here on the game. But it's just not all about LSU. What about those Raging Cajuns? Raging Cajuns baseball team, I think they're starting to find a groove a little bit. Matt Deggs' team is starting to hit. We're seeing that. Back-to-back games where they record 17 hits. They're 9-7 and seven now overall on the season. And look, it's been a little bit of an up-and-down start for them. Right? They won back-to-back games, took the series two games to one against UC Irvine, who was ranked in the top 25 at that time. That was a great start. And then they won an extra inning affair with Southeastern Louisiana. We know how good Southeastern is. They, earlier this week, took down number one ranked Ole Miss in Hammond. So, Southeastern's good. That's a good ball club, especially out of the Southland Conference. But then they were humbled. Weather played a part of it. But also, they just had bad games at the Round Rock Classic. They lose to Stanford, number four ranked Stanford. They lose, they get trucked by Indiana. That, was not even, that wasn't even as close as the 12-4 score indicates. And they had Arkansas, the number two team, ranked in the country on the ropes 
let them off the hook, lost that game late. They should have won that one. So they lost all three games at the Round Rock Classic. Now, to be fair, two of them were against teams that were in the College World Series a year ago. They bounced back with wins against Northwestern State. But then, you know, they lost the series to Southern Miss, dropping the last two games after taking game one. But then they come back last weekend winning two of three against the University of Houston, which is on the same level for me as Southern Miss quality baseball program. And then they win an absolute slugfest against McNeese in Lake Chuck on Wednesday. They got Troy on the road to open up Sunbelt Conference play. Matt Deggs' team does. Three-game set there in lovely Troy, Alabama. And then they'll be on the road next Tuesday in Thibodeau to take on Nichols before returning home next weekend for a three-game set, which should be a good one against South Alabama. The Jaguars, the Cajuns, that is always one heck of a baseball series. When those two teams get together, fireworks ensue. So should be an interesting weekend, few weekends coming up. Troy this weekend on the road for the Raging Cajuns, and then the following weekend they're going to be at home against rival, especially in baseball, South Alabama. But that's not the only action going on. No, McNeese is also in action this weekend as well on the diamond. McNeese baseball team, non-conference for them. They're welcoming Eastern Illinois, the fighting Tony Romos or fighting Jimmy Garoppolo's or fighting Sean Payton's, however you want to describe them. All three of those guys played quarterback for Eastern Illinois. The Panthers. Sidebar, I may have spent more than a handful or, or dozen times uh, a weekend partying in Charleston uh, at campus housing for Eastern Illinois when I lived in Illinois. <laughs> but no one wants to hear those stories. McNeese, though, welcoming in the Panthers for a three-game set there at the Joe. Uh, look, I like what I see out of Justin Hill's team. They're young in spots, but they have some potential. And I've said this before, and I haven't changed my mind on this. I like LSU, UL, and McNeese all to make a regional in baseball. I just do. I, I just do. Uh, Southeastern is going to be an absolute monster in the Southland. But Justin Hill's team, they're coming off back-to-back -back regional appearances, winning the Southland Conference back-to-back -back years. I like their schedule. Now, it's not to say that it's not going to be hard for them. They're 10-8 and eight overall right now. But they have some potential to do some damage. Eastern Illinois this weekend. Then they go on the road for a weird game at Stephen F. Austin. And then they open up Southland Conference play next weekend against Houston Baptist. And then they'll take on Southern after that. All those games will be at Joe Miller Ballpark, Houston Baptist, and Southern. So I like McNeese baseball to, to turn it around in Southland Conference play. They'll have their work cut out for them, but I like it. And I like the Cajuns to do the same. I really do. I wouldn't be surprised if you see all three of those teams in a regional. So big weekend on the diamond for McNeese, for Louisiana, and, of course, for LSU. We got to take a timeout right now. Got to make sure to vote on our poll question of the day, though, before I let you go here. 
Got to go vote on our poll question of the day. After just one day, how busted is your bracket? 40% of you say partially busted. 30% say totally busted. 17% say halfway busted. And 13% say not busted at all. Keep those comments coming. Tell us about how much your bracket, how badly your bracket is busted. If you want to correct how I pronounce a team's name because you don't care for it, you can comment as well like Tim did. Shout out to him. Keeping me, keeping me honest here. Because I said Crichton and not Creighton or Creighton or Cray-Cray. I don't know. You keep those comments coming, though. We love them. Got to take a timeout. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 is known across Acadiana as a master of the English language. You look at all the guys that they got. Clinton Anukoraru, and I don't know how to pronounce this young man's name. TJ Falola. More like a master of broken English, that is. They also added an inside linebacker, Casey Wasawi. These names are killing me, man. I even practiced last night. Me fail English? That's impossible. Now back to that silky smooth delivery of RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. The wind is starting to kick up even more right now. It's becoming more and more blustery out here on the golf course. Still plenty of cloud cover, no sunshine to be seen, and some mist. A little rain is falling here, and conditions are going to be interesting out here on the golf course. Now, We're still waiting for the first round to be completed uh, because of the delay yesterday due to the dense fog that was in the area that delayed the uh, start of round one by an hour and ten minutes. So we're getting a late start here. They're trying to wrap up round number one before starting round number two, which they're hopefully going to be able to begin here in just a few moments. Now, atop your leaderboard early on, though, you did have some low scores. Peter Eulin. He was in contention last year, if you remember. He was tied for the lead on the final day. And on hole 17, he bogeyed. That's usually a birdie hole. He just had a bad hole, and he finished as runner-up last year. He's always done well here. He's a top leaderboard at six under par, as well as he's joined by three others. Braden Thornberry, who we interviewed during media day on Wednesday, he played here last year as well. He had a great second round last year where he shot well under par, put himself in contention heading into the weekend, was unable to capitalize on that. But he likes playing here as well. Once again, that experience of playing late Triumph Golf and Country Club, playing a role, especially early day one. So he's in the mix. Brain Thornboy at six under. You have... Uh, Peter Eulen there at six under, also joining them. Shad Tudin, he's at six under par. He was part of the earlier group that had to wait due to the fog. And Mark Hubbard. 
So you have four at six under par atop the leaderboard and then another group at five under and right behind them. And uh, Peter was asked, you know, about the fog, how much of a role did that play in them being delayed and how they got their start? And this is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. It happens. Um, you just kind of stood, you just kind of stand around, hit a couple extra balls. Um, I mean, you don't really, couldn't really see anything warming up anyway, so... Um, it was nice to be a little bit of a delay just to start seeing the ball again and seeing seeing the green and seeing how it rolls. So it was, it was fun. Kind of ho-hum. Look, he's golfed here multiple times. So, you know, it, Peter's not going to go crazy on it. Um, you know, he's not going to go crazy. Oh, yeah, I did this. You know, he understands it's a long weekend. He understands it's a four days of – golf and things can turn on you in a heartbeat he was also asked you know how did he feel like his game was heading into this week's tournament i feel like i've been playing great i mean my results aren't there um but that's kind of why i wanted to play i didn't want to take two weeks off players in tampa because i feel like my game's been very good i just haven't had the scores to show it and um honda i had a couple good days at honda puerto rico bradenton but just hadn't really put anything together so um that's why i kind of came and yeah i mean it helps i played well here last year but it's also a good golf course you know you hit a lot of i hit a lot of different shots around the course which i like you know you can hit a lot of a lot of draws a lot of fades and high low so that that style of golf i enjoy so so peter yearland's there at six under sitting atop the leaderboard tied with three others one of those others is shad tuden and, um, you know, he had a really great start. Lots of birdies on his scorecard yesterday. And this is what he had to say about his good start to the tournament. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It's always fun to get started with uh, that kind of stretch. And I made a, made a good one on 11, um, and it really kind of got me settled in and made me feel pretty good this morning. And uh, Shad was asking, you know, he had all those uh, birdies. I want to say he had seven birdies on the day. You know, what was working for him out there on the course? I didn't really do anything bad. Um, I, I kind of kept the ball in play. There's not really much rough, so you can kind of be aggressive in spots that you wouldn't normally have to, um, especially with the rough. So, um, you know, I, I've been putting it great at home, and it just hadn't shown, hasn't shown out here, but today it did. Mark Hubbard is also there uh, sitting atop the leaderboard at six under par. Yet when we spoke with him yesterday afternoon when he wrapped up his round shortly, uh, shortly right before 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, he you know actually admitted that he felt like he underperformed on a few holes. Kind of came up short on, on five, I think it was, and didn't hit a very good pitch shot. And then I uh, got a little bit unlucky on seven. I hit a pretty good drive, and it ended up too far, so I kind of had to hook it around this tree and was just kind of playing it safe so I didn't go through into the water. Um, but, I mean, I made, made do on the other couple. So. And Hubbard was also asked, you know, how does it impact his game knowing that he has a share of the lead after round one? And this is what he had to say. It doesn't at all. I mean, really, any tournament, a share on the lead on after Thursday doesn't really mean much, but especially out on this tour, everyone's so good and takes it so deep that you just got to try and make as many birdies as you can for all 72 holes. So there you go. You got four players tied 
atop the leaderboard at six under par. You have another group right behind them. So, look, and the conditions today is going to make things interesting out here. It, it just is because it's not the cool briskness that it was yesterday morning, and then yesterday it got warm and pleasant. The sun was out. Well, we got nothing but cloud cover right now and wind, and it's a little humid. So those are going to make a big difference. Once again, Ulin, Tuden, Hubbard, and Thornberry are your leaders tied at uh, six under par. Then you have Whitney, Montgomery, Rodriguez, Roy, Doherty, Anderson. And you have a slew of guys there at five under, including Taylor and Luck and Hoig. So you have a half dozen guys breathing down the leader's neck. So leaderboard is kind of jammed up a little bit. Should make for an interesting day out on the course and for an interesting weekend, of course. You can get updates on the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open by just simply going to 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. We'll have stories posted throughout the weekend, including Championship Sunday as well. So make sure to look for that. And, of course, we'll continue to give you updates throughout today's shows with Footnotes with Kevin Foote coming up from 9 to 11. And then, of course, Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh from 4 to 6 as we'll be broadcasting live out here from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club. But right now, it's time for us to take a timeout. When we return, it'll be time to cash those tickets. Our guy, Nick Fondo, joining us for a full half hour. We're going to give you advice on how to bet for the rest of the NCAA men's tournament. Yesterday was a rough one for a lot of you. A lot of you had Iowa. A lot of you had Kentucky. Lick your wounds. Got it. But there's still ways for you to put money in your back pocket. And the man himself will be here with me live inside the game trailer at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club. That's coming up next. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yup, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be physically present in Louisiana. Availability does vary by parish. Eligibility. There we go. I'm breaking into new tongue today. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Woo! Brackets busted. Kentucky, see ya, Big Blue. The Fighting Peacocks take you out. The little Jesuit school from Jersey City. It was a rough day for many. Dick Vitale tops that list. He had Kentucky winning it all in his bracket, and Iowa is a Final Four team. Not great. Not great. Sitting next to me now 
here on RP3 and Company is my old friend, the one and only Nick Fondo. That means it must be time for cashing tickets. Tired of having your pockets emptied out due to bad sports bets? 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Listen up, because it's time to take down some notes and get paid with advice from semi-pro gambler Nick Fontenot. I get so nervous when I gamble. I'm so silly. Here is Cashing Tickets on 103.7 The Game, Acadiana's sports station, simulcast on Stadium 32.3. All right, bud, how's your bracket? <laughs> so there's one game that we'll talk about later that is saving my bracket. But I did have Kentucky in the Final Four, so it's pretty much in the trash. I so, mean, uh, so I did, right, right, right here, see? Yeah. Now, now there's X's. Right. Thank you, Kentucky. So I went 11-5 and five yesterday, which was the opening day of the tournament, which is not terrible, but it's not great. It's not terrible. But uh, I'm in a pool with about 40 people, and all the people that have the same national champion as me, I have the best bracket of those people. Nice. And, and really, to win the bracket, all you got to do is pick the national champion. A lot of people, we, we focus on these early round games, mm-hmm. but to win the bracket, the only thing that matters is picking the national, the national champion, champion, right? So if you have the right national champion, you got to worry about all the people that have your national champion. That's all you're playing against. You're not playing against the whole bracket because these early round games are worth like one point, two points, four points. The, the champions worth 32 points, so you can come back from the end and win it. So that's what we're going to focus on today. Kentucky was in the Final Four. <laughs> that's garbage. But I still have three of the four, and at least I'm not like Dick Vitale with, with the bracket. Oh, the man. Yeah, I went I went twelve and four yesterday. I missed obviously on Kentucky. I missed uh Indiana. I was buying their hype, seeing how well they played in the Big Ten conference. The Big Ten uh letting us down a little bit. And for some reason I decided to pick Marquette over North Carolina. I don't know what I was thinking there. Uh and uh I picked UConn to beat New Mexico State. Uh but I did pick the Richmond Spiders to beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. You informed me when I texted you about this that I am now taking off the Christmas card list <laughs> because your wife is right. from Iowa. So uh, I thought I, I thought I had a Richmond too, and then I remember I remember now the thought process. I had Richmond, and I don't normally do this. I don't ever change. I go I get the bracket. This is what I do on, on on the Monday morning when the bracket comes out. I get the bracket and I fill it out, and I don't change anything. So I do it in pen, and I had Richmond over yeah, Iowa. I, I do the same thing now because yeah. if you keep going back and changing it, it's going to get worse. And you just, just you your second first guess one. every yep. pick. First one. So I had a Richmond over Iowa, and then I was like, well, you know, if, if my wife sees my bracket, I'm going to have to. So I actually had Iowa in the Sweet 16. So I actually I actually uh, had Richmond, but I, I took it off. And I never do that. It never changed. But this one time, it, it cost me a game. So Now, I lost the – I had UConn losing. I had, uh, I had UConn winning. I had Vermont beating Arkansas, so I missed that one. And then I had Kentucky. Colorado State, I had beaten Michigan. And then I had Iowa. So those are my five losses. So otherwise, you know, Not bad. pretty good. Not a bad, and you didn't lose your national champion. That's right. I, I lost Kentucky as a Final Four team, but I still have Gonzaga, Arizona, and Auburn. I feel like Auburn's going to uh, make me regret picking them. And you know, I, I threw up a little bit in my mouth even putting them on my bracket, but uh, you put your fandom aside when you fill out these bad boys, but I feel like Auburn is going to hit me. So let's talk. Let's focus on today's matchups. Okay, let's do that. And uh, the, the first-round matchups that interest me, let's start over – in the West, because Michigan State's always good in the tournament. Tom Izzo's always good. In the, you can always depend on victories. But this is a 7-10 matchup against Davidson. I picked Michigan State, mm-hmm. but this could be a one here because of name recognition. People are, are penciling in Michigan State as an automatic because it's Tom Izzo. But uh, 
I don't know. How do you like that game, that 7-10 matchup? Davidson's a very popular pick for an upset because, like you said, Michigan State is down. But it's March, and, and you got to go with Izzo in March. I actually have Izzo beating – winning the Davidson game and actually beating Duke in the next round. I know a Duke is a very popular kind of under-the-radar pick because they're kind of having a down year. People are uh, Well, are, everyone are wants to will for them. Like, everyone wants Coach K to go out a winner. I don't. Here's, that's my, just me. here's my theory on that. I, I believe the team, just from what I've seen, especially the last two weekends where they lost to North Carolina at home. They got then, oust by the, North Carolina. The following week, losing to Virginia Tech at home. I think the pressure of being Coach K's last team is, a little is, much. is too much for him. It's getting the best yeah. of him. You know, you got to remember, these are 18 and 19-year-olds, and they're they're fighting not only against the team on the court, but the legacy of Coach K and the, the legacy, legacy of, Duke of basketball. Duke. And I just think it's too much for him. And, and, and in these big moments, they, they kind of falter. And, and Michigan State, with Tom Izzo, always does well in March. So that's why I have them moving on to the Sweet 16. So I haven't beaten Davidson today. Even though if you have Davidson in your bracket, that's not a bad pick. That's not that, a bad pick. That's, that's, a, that's one that a lot of people have. But I have Michigan State moving on in that game. Yeah, and the thing with Duke is that they don't have anybody on there. Look, they, they have talent. They have a, guys that can go to the NBA. Do they have an Elton Brand? Do they have a Jay Williams? Do they have a Bobby Hurley? Do they have any of those great former Duke players on there? I don't think so, right? I, and – and you've seen it. Like, they allowed North Carolina to come into Cameron Indoor Arena and punk them in Coach K's final game. Right. And, and then they, they lose to credit Virginia Tech for putting together a great run. Hokies, you know, they, they caught fire. But, yeah, Duke, uh, I, I didn't have Duke. Uh, I had Duke losing in the Sweet 16 to Texas Tech. Let's talk about Texas Tech. I don't think they're going to be pushed today by Montana State. But then after that, they're going to have to play the winner of Whatever team wins Alabama, Notre Dame, and when I say that, I mean whatever Alabama team shows up and whatever Notre Dame team shows up because they're both wildly schizophrenic teams. You have no idea what you're going to get here. Is this Alabama-Notre Dame one the toughest one to pick? Well, yeah, I, I have Alabama winning that game because I think, like you said, Alabama is is Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, right? Which, oh. which team are you going to get? And they, they've been great. I have Alabama moving on to the Sweet 16. So I have them uh, beating Notre Dame, and then I have them beating Montana State. In the oh, next, you have I Montana have the, State! I have Montana State over Texas Tech. Now, a lot of people are, are high on Texas Tech, and, and they, they think Texas Tech has a chance – to go to the uh, the Final Four. And, look, Texas Tech has been really good. And I've been really impressed with what I've seen from them. But I feel I feel like this is a spot where they may be overlooking this team, maybe reading a lot of their press, maybe feeling it a little bit. And so that's why I went with Montana State. Now, I'm not afraid to take uh, upsets over twos, threes, and fours. Texas State is a three here. So I'm going with Montana State, and then I feel like Alabama is going to beat Montana State. So Montana State, the upset today over Texas Tech. Watch out for that one. Woo! Ooh, that's fire. I was I'm not, bold, man. I, I was not expecting yeah, I was yeah. not expecting that type of fire. <laughs> Let's go down to the East, brother, because we got some interesting matchups. Vodtech went on that great run to win uh the ACC tournament, even though the ACC is down. They're taking on Texas in a six eleven matchup. And you know what? I, I'm actually going with the Hokies. I it, you it's 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 always so difficult when the team makes a run in their conference tournament. To get to the tournament, UConn did it, a, you know, a few years back, and then they ended up winning the national title. But sometimes those teams will go on that great run and win their conference tournament, and then they flame out in the first round because they exerted so much energy and so much emotion to win the conference tournament. But I actually picked Vodtech to beat Texas. What about that matchup? I did. I did the same, and I, I, the exact same thing that I was going to go back to is what you said. The UConn. When UConn exerted all that energy to win the Big East tournament, then they went into the, they went into the NCAA tournament, and they had all the momentum, right? They, they did everything yep. they could do 
to win that tournament, and they just felt like they were invincible. And then they get into that tournament, and, and they make the run. I feel like Virginia Tech's going to do that uh, today. Now, I don't have them moving on. I have Purdue beating them in the next round. But I, I think Virginia Tech has enough to beat Texas. And Texas, honestly, I, I've watched more college basketball this year and most years just because of the gambling, right? We're, we're, right. Put, we're able to put money on games and, and make these games more interesting. So I've, I've watched a couple of Texas games, and they just don't impress me. They're just not – not a team that I that I feel like has a chance to move on. Even though they're a six seed playing playing the eleven Virginia Tech, I feel like what Virginia Tech did last weekend beating Duke. I feel like they're riding high. I feel like they have enough momentum to win at least one game. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if they beat Purdue, but I still have Purdue moving on in the Sweet Sixteen. We'll stay on this side of the bracket there in the East. When I filled out my bracket, I nearly put Purdue into the Final Four. I near, but I said Purdue always when they get into those big moments in the tournament, they always fall short. But now the Kentucky roadblock is not in their way. Right. Right. And obviously, you know, they'll have to get after it and they're going to have to, they open up play today against Yale. That's a 3 14 matchup. They should be able to, to win that one pretty, pretty easily. That said, then after that, Vatech, who we say is going to be Virginia Tech or Texas, but then there's no Kentucky, then it's just Baylor. So, how do you like the Boilermakers' chance to make a run and finally get to a Final Four? I have huge regret over not picking Baylor in this bracket. Now, now I like Purdue. I like the Purdue pick. But I really like the Kentucky pick. And I, I was on with uh, with Jim Gazzolo a few weeks ago. and we, we had talked about who were the favorites. And I felt like Kentucky was really inching their way up towards the favorite list. And I feel like they had done enough for me to feel good about them. I picked them to win the SEC tournament, which they didn't do. But I thought they were doing enough to where – I thought they were one of the favorites to maybe win the national championship. And when I saw their, their bracket draw, I thought it was just a really good draw with Baylor and Purdue. Now I'm thinking I should have picked Baylor because we're we're discounting the fact that Baylor is – they lost early in the Big 12 tournament, but they're the defending national, national champions. Champs. Like we're, we're forgetting that, and they're a one seed. And so I don't, I, I'm in a bracket with, with 40 people, like I said, and one guy has Baylor picked pick as national champion. Now winning back-to-back is very difficult to do, so it's probably a, a good thing not to pick them. But if I could go back – I would probably take Baylor. Now, of course, we can't. We have Kentucky, both of us in the Final Four, and we have to X those out. But I'd probably pick Baylor, and and, and like you said, uh, not having Kentucky as the roadblock to Purdue, uh, Purdue's actually a good pick too. But unfortunately, I have Kentucky and had to cross them off. And a lot of people had Kentucky. I, I heard, I saw a lot of people burning their brackets <laughs> last night. I did the same. But uh, when we get to my national champion pick and, and who I have uh, in an upset a little bit later, uh, it will, will make sense why I haven't completely given up on my bracket. So that takes care of the East. One more in the West. You have Texas Tech losing and Duke losing as well. Gonzaga, I, I think I know where you're going. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that. A lot of people have Zags. I have the Zags winning it all. I have them beating Arizona in my national championship game. Gonzaga, though, it's not going to be an easy. They're a one seed, but it's not going to be easy for them, especially with the teams in front of them, Memphis, Arkansas, possibly Alabama or Texas Tech or Duke. It's going to be a daunting challenge for the Zags to even get to the Final Four. I felt like Gonzaga had the the worst draw of the of the schools as far as their 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 route to get to the Final Four in the national championship. And actually, I have them losing to Memphis, so I have Memphis in in the in the next round beating Gonzaga. I have Memphis going all the way to the Final Four. So that's why I'm saying my bracket's not quite in the trash. And, and this is the reason why, even though I lost the Final Four team. I have my national champion, which is not Memphis, but I do have them in the championship game. If they beat Gonzaga, then th- that makes my bracket because not only do I it's going to ruin everybody else. Correct, else's. it ruins everybody else's. Because bracket. they've lost Kentucky and now they've lost Gonzaga. So it gives me all the points of, of Memphis moving on, 
And everybody who has Gonzaga winning the national championship, which is a lot of people, like the majority of the people have Correct. picked Gonzaga, then they'll, they'll all be out. So this game tomorrow with Memphis and Gonzaga <laughs> is so big for my chances to win the bracket pool. I'm going to all eyes on it. It will determine how well Mr. Fondo's weekend goes. Right. The Memphis-Gonzaga game. Well, we're going to take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap up today's show, and we'll look at the other side of the bracket, the South region and the Midwest region, some picks for today and for the weekend. We got our semi-pro gambler with us on site at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club, Nick Fondo. He'll be back with us after this timeout. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. We're having fun out here at Latrioff Golf and Country Club. Rejoining me here for our cashing uh, ticket segment is our semi-pro gambler, the one and only Mr. Nick Fondo. Kevin Foote has arrived. How was breakfast, bud? Just shake your head. Yes or no, was it good? I saw him walking from the breakfast. Well, I saw him walking from this area. I said, there must be food over there. That's where where, where it's coming from. Uh, you know, we're look, look, look. All three of us are large men. We 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 think about the food. All right, bud. Let's talk about the. Uh, we've already discussed the left side of the bracket, the west and the east regions. Let's talk about the right side of the bracket, South Arizona. I have them going all the way to the national championship game. Do you see anyone preventing that from happening? Who gives them the biggest challenge? Well, I think it's the two seed Villanova, and I have a soft spot for Villanova. The two times Villanova won the national championship, I picked them to win the national championship, and they and they won, so I won the pool. So when Villanova has a pretty good team, and I think they've been making that run, they, they kind of had a good uh, big tw- big East tournament, and they hit free throws. Yeah. Unbelievable. 84% free throw shooter as, as a team, That that's just incredible. And so when it comes down to that crunch time moments, and Villanova's been there, Jay Wright's been there before he knows what it takes, I think Villanova's the, big, the biggest threat, but man, Arizona is undeniably good. I have them going all the way to the Elia, of course, where Vill- I have Villanova beating them. But but if you have Arizona in your Final Four, you can feel pretty confident about that because they have two bigs that are incredible basketball players that are going to play in the NBA, and, and that's going to be hard for a lot of teams to beat. So if you have Arizona in your bracket, feel pretty confident about it. But I just have Villanova. I think it's either one of those two teams that are going to make it to the Final Four. A couple of interesting matchups that are going to be tough to pick. You know, Loyola Chicago has been a Cinderella story uh, multiple times. They're the 10 seed. They're taking on the 7 seed Ohio State today, Nick as well as the University of Houston Cougars coming off that great Final Four run a year ago. They're the five seed. They're taking on the 12 seed UAB. That's another 5-12 matchup. We already had two upsets in those matchups yesterday. How do you like those two games? I like Ohio State uh, to beat to be Loyola Chicago. We still, we're still kind of on that Loyola Chicago a high bit. from a few years ago when yep. they made the Final Four and Sister Jean and all that stuff, right? I think that's in the past, and I think Ohio State, even though they're not a good team, I think they're good enough to beat uh, Loyola Chicago. And then uh, my one twelve five, you know, they always talk about the twelve five upsets, and I don't really believe in that. But yesterday proved it right with, with two twelve being yep. the five. This is my one twelve that I have. I have UAB beating Houston. Now we know Houston Ooh. is good, and Kelvin Sampson is good, and a, a little silent little bit of rumors maybe he might be coming to LSU which doesn't make sense because he already has a show cause and you're firing a show cause <laughs> make a lot of sense to me but but anyway I, I like Kelvin Sampson and what he does at Houston but I, I think UAB's gonna get it done the 12-5s have proven to be uh, to be good so far in the tournament and, and I like this one as well gotta ask you about LSU versus Iowa State 6-11 matchup 
Foot and I are actually on the same page here. We believe LSU is going to win today. I just think the team's going to rally. I think they're more athletic than the Cyclones. They match up really well with them. Whether or not they move on to beats maybe Wisconsin in yeah. the round of 32, that's a different story. Hottie, we'll wrap it up with this, bud. How do you like tonight's matchup, which you can listen to live right here on the game between LSU and Iowa State? I have them losing. Uh, I'll, I'll be pulling for them, of course. But, but I feel like they're going through a lot of, of, of tumultuous situation, and I, I feel like it's too much. The athleticism, they're way more athletic than Iowa State. Actually, absolutely what you said, much more talented than Iowa State. But I just feel like they're going through too much. And at the end of the day, they can't shoot. They're the opposite of Villanova. When it comes oh. time to crunch time and they get on that free throw line, they're not going to make the free throws. When you need a, a three, when you're down by five or six and you need a three, they're not going to make that three. Like, they're just not going to do it. I like Tyrese and I like some of the players on the team. But I just feel like they're gonna get, they're gonna bow out. And if they win today, it's just gonna give me hope that they're gonna win again on Sunday. And I don't want that. I just want to be done. I, I want to be done with them. Just I just want to be I, done. I don't. With I don't, don't want to. If they win today, I'm gonna be like, all right, now they're gonna go to the final four. And I just don't want that to happen. So just lose today, and we can be done with it. <laughs> uh, quickly, who do you got coming out of that region? Uh, which region is that? That's the one with uh, Auburn as the two seed. Kansas is the one. Oh, I have Kansas. I have Kansas winning the national championship. So my final. My final four was Kansas, Villanova, Kentucky, and, and Memphis. I had Memphis in the final four, so Memphis beating Gonzaga. And then my championship game is going to be Kansas over Memphis in the national championship. So, like I said, if that Memphis-Gonzaga game tomorrow, that's going to be very huge for me. If Gonzaga wins, then my bracket's in the toilet. If Memphis wins, then I really got a chance to do some damage. I still have three of my teams left. I have Gonzaga. I had, my final four was Kentucky, Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn. And I had Gonzaga beating Arizona for the national championship. So I'm sure both of our brackets will be absolute burnt <laughs> toast come Sunday. That's right. It will come be. Sunday. Brother, thank you for stopping All right, by. Man. That's going to do it for today's edition of RP3 and Company and for the week. Once again, thanks. Big shout out to our sponsors, Tibbs Trailers, Rope Soap and Dope, the Cigar Merchant, and Golf Connection USA for helping making this happen. Round two action is underway. And the man himself is here, Kevin Foote, and Footnotes will be up next for the producer extraordinaire and the radio student broadcaster of the year, Miss Hannah Five Names. I'm Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. We'll do it all again on Monday. But until then, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Kevin Foote and Footnotes is next. <laughs>